Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Barra. And I'm Kay Moynihan. It's Monday, October 17th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, a conversation about raising children and building a business while grieving a spouse. People think that I just popped up the day after Mark passed away and said, I'm going back to work. And that's not the case. But first, the latest. At least eight people are dead from a fire that consumed a prison in Tehran as protests over the death of Masa Amini enter a fifth week. There are conflicting reports about what happened. Iranian state media is trying to portray the fire as an accident, but videos shared online feature audio of gunshots and explosions. The Evin prison is notorious for its brutal treatment of political prisoners, including hundreds for participating in anti-government protests over the past month. China's Communist Party kicked off its Congress yesterday, which is a week-long gathering of the country's political elite. President Xi Jinping was keynote speaker, and he defended his government's zero-COVID policy, which continues to impose harsh lockdowns using strict surveillance. He also warned about potential conflict with Western powers, though he wasn't very specific. And he doubled down on his demands that Taiwan surrender to Chinese rule. Xi is seen as the country's most authoritarian ruler in generations, and the governing body is widely expected to break from recent history and hand him a third term. Goldman Sachs is planning a major reshuffle of its businesses, according to an exclusive by the Wall Street Journal. The bank is known for its trading and investment arms, but it's still trying to make its case that Marcus, the firm's newer consumer banking arm, can be a success. The bank is scheduled to post third quarter earnings tomorrow, and an official announcement about the reorganization could come within days. Starting today, for the first time ever, you can walk right into a pharmacy or big box store and buy a hearing aid without a prescription. Advocates say the new law allowing over-the-counter sales will open up the market to millions of new customers, and that will help build healthy competition, potentially lowering prices and sparking innovation. But experts say first-time users need to be ready for an adjustment period. It can take a while to learn how to fine-tune these devices, and it often takes the brain days or weeks to get used to hearing new sounds. Nothing like some casual destruction to celebrate a college football win. The Tennessee Volunteers beat the Alabama Crimson Tide for the first time in over 15 years on Saturday, and Tennessee fans were so excited they stormed the field, ripped down their own goalposts, and threw one of them into the Tennessee River. Not sure I understand American football. The University of Tennessee is being fined $100,000, but even worse, they need to replace the goalposts before the team's game this week. So the university has resorted to a crowdfunding campaign. Here at The Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. One of the most influential political donors is trying to get citizenship in Malta. Peter Thiel is actively trying to get at least his third passport alongside his U.S. and New Zealand ones, according to a New York Times report. The conservative billionaire backed Donald Trump in 2016 and has already donated $30 million to Republican candidates for the upcoming midterms. But the PayPal co-founder seems to be planning where he could live if he can't influence the change he wants to see in the U.S. political system. Kanye West is buying Parler. 
the right-wing Twitter knockoff that was blacklisted by Google and Amazon for its role in the January 6th insurrection. Ye got kicked off Twitter and Instagram recently for several blatantly anti-Semitic comments. He doubled down on the hateful language as a guest on a podcast yesterday, targeting Jews and also making false claims about George Floyd's murder. Parler announced the sale via a press release this morning. The federal student loan forgiveness application is finally open. Here's a refresher of things you should know. It's in beta testing mode, which means the application will be available periodically before its official launch. So don't worry if you can't access it immediately. Be ready to provide the basics, email, social security, though there is a slight chance you might have to provide a few more documents to verify your income. You've got to make under $125,000 a year or $250,000 for married couples filing jointly. Also, only federal student loans held by the U.S. government are eligible for Biden's relief plan. And lastly, you can get a $10,000 break or $20,000 if you have a Pell Grant. Good luck. Billions of snow crabs have disappeared from Alaskan waters, and now, for the first time ever, this year's snow crab harvest has been cancelled. In 2018, the population was around 8 billion, but now, only about 1 billion snow crabs remain, according to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. Scientists say the decline is not from overfishing, it's, surprise surprise, from climate change. In South Korea, not even worldwide fame can get you out of mandatory military service. All seven members of the K-pop supergroup BTS will be enlisted, starting with 29-year-old Jin, the oldest member. The country requires all able-bodied men to serve 18 to 21 months in the military to defend against potential threats from North Korea. Their music label says all members will have completed their service by 2025 and can then continue breaking hearts around the world. In 2019, just days after celebrating her 40th birthday, Bevan Farron's husband, Mark, died unexpectedly. I went up the day after Thanksgiving to wake him up and he just, he wasn't breathing. Bevan says Mark had undiagnosed heart disease and she was left with two young children, their home in Ohio, and a small business she'd started just months before his death after having been laid off. It felt impossible. And so I was the sole financial provider of my two kids under three with an untested business. That untested business has grown into a coaching career that's allowed Bevan to not only pay the bills, but even have a third baby with embryos they froze before Mark died. I recently sat down with Bevan to talk about grief, work, and not going at it alone. I started by asking, what got her going again? I loved what I was doing. I had been starting to build this business. It was just starting to build up some traction when Mark passed away. And so to be able to get back to helping people grow their businesses really gave me something to look forward to, something to work with. I get to talk about Mark. I get to talk about my kids. I get to help people bring their big, bold dreams to life that it is It's a passion for me, and it's something that allows me to honor Mark. What about hard days? You know, when people hear, oh, you grew a business to $300,000 in 18 months, then did it again with another business, all after losing your husband, they think that I just popped up the day after Mark passed away and said, I'm going back to work. And that's not the case. There are still days that I grieve. There are still days that I find myself curled up on the closet floor crying because I miss Mark. 
Birthdays are hard. Holidays are hard. Conversations with my five-year-old where she says, I miss daddy. Are they bringing him back? Are so hard. And what I have shown my kids and modeled for my kids is that it's okay to have big feelings. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to miss daddy. And it's also okay to be happy. I'm I'm not happy that I'm grieving. I'm happy and grieving. And those things can coexist. Tell me a little bit more about the help that goes into living your everyday life, right? Because I feel like sometimes we miss that. Like, it doesn't take away from how hard you have worked. But I think sometimes it's really important to be clear about the help we get. Absolutely. People will say, I don't know how you're a solo parent. And I tell them, I have a lot of help. Part of my decision in how I grew my business and the need to grow my business was that I know that I needed childcare. So we have a nanny that has actually been with me for three years. My kids know her longer than they knew their dad. So she is a very important part of our family. And one thing I will say about that, because some people say, well, I don't have that help. We have to put it in place over time and hopefully before we need it. Explain that. So right now, (laughs) I like to joke, I have a very deep bench of sitters because childcare is very hard to find. Yeah. And when I don't have childcare, I can't work. So even though right now I have the sitters that I need, I am constantly trying to build that bench so that I have the backup that I need. We need to become willing to ask for the specific help that we need and want Understanding that it might not come from the person that we think it will, but then when people want to help, be willing to say, yes, please. Yeah, especially in the U.S. where everyone's like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I'm like, what about some help? (laughs) (laughs) I literally could not do this alone. There are three of them. There is one of me 24-7 by myself running a business with three kids. It's just impossible. So to someone listening right now who might hear your story or read your story and think, I'm not even at the point of growing like a 300,000, you know, in revenue business. This is too overwhelming. I just need to get through the next day after a big loss. What's your advice to them? No matter what you are starting, whether it is trying to get through a traumatic loss or starting a family or starting a business, the hardest place to be is at the beginning. It's where we're standing still. It's inertia. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. It's going to require the most energy. So I teach people to break things down into micro actions. And that is the smallest possible action that you will actually take. So if you are trying to get through loss, that could literally be get up, take a shower, get back to bed. And that's okay. And then get up, put some clothes on, Go back to bed. That micro action will start to build the momentum you need to carry you through. The actions will get bigger. They'll come faster. They'll become easier. But the smallest possible baby step is really the only way to get started with anything. Bevan, thanks so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. Bevan Farrand is a business strategist and coach who also writes for Insider. You can find more of her stories at insider.com. 
Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Kay Moynihan. Talk to you soon.